Yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you and welcome once again for joining the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Angel, and I am grateful to be here again. Thank you, guys. If you're if this is your first time joining this podcast, please subscribe to the channel, uh, follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and whatnot. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Give us a like, a comment. Uh, let me know how, what kind of feedback, uh, we, we, uh, we can use, you know, from you, what, what other topics you think we should bring on this podcast? I, I always appreciate everyone's, uh, feedback on that. So guys, uh, before I do start the show, I do want to let you know, as always, uh, the podcast, uh, audio after the live stream, uh, we're going to, going to be available, of course, in all the Anchor app, uh, Google Podcast, Apple, Spotify, all the pl- platforms where you can find a podcast. Uh, thank God uh, we have landed there. So you can always listen to the audio there uh, even after the live stream is over with. All right, guys. So you can follow me on my Twitter account uh, under Angel Santos 75 and also on Instagram under Angel Santos Podcast. Okay. So, guys, uh, again, share this uh, information because today we're going to be talking about marketing uh strategies for marketing how to create a marketing plan i don't believe there's a perfect marketing plan but there is a right marketing plan and today my guest uh tim fitzpatrick he is uh the founder the owner of rialto uh marketing and he is someone who has the knowledge the experience uh he has his own website okay i'm gonna have all his information here shortly and you can follow him as well on his podcast, okay? Because that's what he does. He talks about how to create that marketing plan uh, for your business. Because as a business, it is very important to create that that well marketing plan that's going to work for you, for your business, right? He says that uh, on his uh, information about him, he said that the marketing fundamentals are uh, many businesses, they skip that part. They skip that. And then they wonder why. Their business is not growing and why their marketing plan uh, has failed. So he's going to be here today with us to talk about what strategies we could use, uh, strategies, sorry, that we can use to build, create, uh, implement, and manage that marketing plan. So let's go ahead and welcome Mr. Tim Fitzpatrick to the podcast. Mr. Tim, how are you doing, sir? I'm great, Angel. Thanks so much for having me, man. No, man, it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you for your time. I know you're a busy schedule. You, you're a busy man. And I appreciate your time. I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me uh, through Podmatch. For, for those of you listening, uh, Podmatch is a great platform. I believe that it has all the information I see here on the website. It has all the bio photos. So everyone's uh, on there that, that wants to showcase, you know, talk about business, entrepreneurship, uh, all kinds of topics. Right. But today we have you, Tim, here that we're going to be talking about marketing. I like what you have there. Uh, regarding the the skipping part, a lot of businesses they skip, you know, the marketing strategy, and then they wonder why their business is not growing. But before we get into that, uh, I would like to know more about you as well. Um, I know we we don't know each other on a, on a uh, personal level and whatnot, but it'd be sure. great to know, you know, just your story. You know, where you from? How is it? You know, growing. I like to you know connect with people's story growing up. You know, maybe you were passionate about this when you were young. Maybe you weren't. Maybe you were into something else. So go ahead and start with that. How are you doing? Sure. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. So I'll, uh, 
I'll give you, I'll give you the cliff note version. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I grew up in Northern California in the Bay area. Oh, uh, fantastic place to grow up. And yeah. uh, I was not one of those kids that was entrepreneurial, you know, trying to hawk baseball cards or whatever it may have been opening up the lemonade stand. Yeah. I, uh, I was certainly, I was, I have always been very, very disciplined. You know, I wanted to, had a deep desire to excel at whatever I was doing. Right. So, you know, I was, I was good at school. Um, but man, I wasn't trying to make a bunch of money. I was just hanging out with friends, riding my bike and having fun, you know? That was um, me too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was not one of those people, but when I, um, when I graduated from college, uh, I was a math okay. major. I had no idea oh. what I wanted to do. And, uh, I, wow. you know, I was like, look, man, I'm, I've, I've always been good at math. So math is applied in all kinds of different disciplines. It's gotta be a good thing for me to, to do so. And it was a little bit different. You know, a lot of people I knew were going into getting their, their business major and I'm like, ah, I'm going to do something different. So I majored in math, graduated, no idea what I was going to do. But my dad had been an entrepreneur for a long time. He was a manufacturer's ah. rep. Um, he sold consumer electronics. So for those that don't know, a manufacturer's rep, basically they're a middleman. They, they represent yeah. the manufacturers. They take order. They, they sell to the market. They take orders and they, they push paper and they yeah. make a commission for doing that. Well, shortly before I graduated, my dad had started a wholesale distribution company with another partner that was related to his, um, his rep company. So when I graduated, I was like, hey, look, dad, there was no full-time employees in the company at that point. It was all being staffed by the rep company. Yeah. And I said, look, I know you need some help. Let me just work for you for three months while I figure out what the heck I'm going to do. I'll interview for some jobs. And he said, yeah, sure. Well, after three months, I was like, damn, I'm hooked, man. I, I freaking love this. This is so cool. I was Get like a sponge. Here. I was just soaking up information. And I said, hey, if you will have me, I would love to just keep doing this. And so he agreed. I managed the company day to day. I eventually became a partner in the company. We uh, we grew like crazy, man. We were, look, a little bit of skill, a little bit of luck, right? It was yeah. good timing, but um, a lot of things went our way. But man, I learned more doing this in six months than I did in four years of college. I mean, it was like on the wow. job. Boots, you know, boots on the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, we grew 60% a year on average for nine years. We sold the company in 2005. Okay. Um, then I stayed with the company. I had a contract with the company that bought us for three years. Okay. And this was, so 2008, my contract came up. At that time, I moved with the company from Northern California to Colorado to the Denver metro area. Okay. And we all know what happened in 2008, 2009. Yeah, uh, the company that bought us was a public company and they started freaking out. They started managing, you know, quarterly financials, uh, you know, to make them look as good as they possibly could. Yeah. And in early 2009, they closed 30% of the branch locations across the country. Ooh. And I got laid off. So I got laid off from the company that bought us, which uh, is not as uncommon as you might think, Angel. Yeah. So at that point, I, you know, I had to figure out what the heck I was going to do again. You know, I had to shift gears. <clears throat> I had always been interested in residential, in real estate in general. Okay. So, you know, I was like, hey, why don't I become a realtor, learn the business that way? And so that's what I did. And this was in early 2010 now. And okay. again, not a great market to get into, but I think yeah. there's opportunities in every market. 
And what I started doing in that market was I started knocking on people's doors who were in foreclosure. And uh. I was able to help them out of foreclosure by working with the bank to sell the house for less than what it was worth, which is a short sale. Okay. So I was doing a lot of short sale business. I was putting myself outside of my comfort zone every darn day. Um, <laughs> so I grew tremendously in doing it, but I did not enjoy it. And I mm. reached the point where I was just waking up every day going, Oh my God, I've got to do this all over again. All over again. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and when you own your own business, in my opinion, you should love what you're doing. If you're yeah. not, then you need to shift gears. And so that's what I did. And I then shifted gears into marketing, uh, which is what I'm doing today. I will not okay. tell you that my marketing path has been a straight path either. It's been a oh, winding road. Yeah. Um, but I love marketing. It's dynamic. It's changing. And it's the thing with marketing is, man, if you, if you don't have marketing bringing in leads that are converting to customers, you can have the best product or service in the world and it doesn't matter. So okay. that's what I love about marketing. That's why I do yeah. it. And okay. That, I, that was meant to be the cliff note version, but I don't know if it quite was <laughs> yeah. cliff note version. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good, man. It was good. I appreciate it, Tim. And you hit it right on the point, you know, because it, it was something that even though you're, you're like you say, it's not on, you may, may not be where you want it to be now, but it's, it's working for you. Right. I mean, it's, it's working out for you. So, you know, because you say many businesses, they, they skip the marketing fundamentals, right? And, and then they wonder why. So in your experience, right, why, what do you see most commonly that business owners uh, do? Or why do you think that they skip that part? Is it budget-wise or they don't know what they're doing? Uh, I Here's what I find. There are a lot of people that are battling information overload when it comes to marketing. There are so uh. many different channels so many different tactics within those channels. There's sure. no shortage of, of noise out there from gurus saying you need to be here. You need to be there. It's just, it's information overload and it is overwhelming. And because of that, a lot of people just don't, they don't know what, they're not sure what the next right step should be yeah. with their marketing to get where they want to go. And so it's, it's so easy when you're, when you're battling information overload, it's so easy just to go, well, I just need to take action. Mm -hmm. I just need to take action. And it's hard to sift through all this information to figure out what do I really need to do? Yeah. And so inevitably what a lot of people do is they just start taking action. I'm going to try, I, I need a website and I got to be on social media and I got to yeah. do this. They're just throwing stuff up against a wall like <laughs> spaghetti, hoping yeah. it's going to stick <laughs> Inevitably like it doesn't. And then they take a step back and they're like, well, gosh, like, I'm not really sure what's working or if it is working, I'm not sure why, yeah. um, what do I do? And so here's the thing, the fundamentals in any discipline, I don't care what it is. It can yeah. be a business discipline. It can be, you know, physical fitness, health. I mean, whatever yeah. the fundamentals do not change. They are immutable. They are the same today as they were a hundred years ago. And they're right. going to be the same a hundred years from now. Right. But it's so easy to just skip the fundamentals when all you're focused on is are all the tactics I need to take action. And that's what it's, it's not anybody's fault. And frankly, a lot of people don't talk about the fundamentals. They just say, you need to be, you need to have SEO so you can start generating more leads or you need to have a website. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I need to do that. But the problem is when you get tactical 
first, you have a car, right? The car, yeah. the, the, the car is the particular tactic. Exactly. But the problem is you don't have the fuel because uh -oh. the fundamentals are the fuel that you put in the car to make it work. Exactly. So any marketing tactic can work for your business. It's all about the fuel that you put in it. So mm. the fundamentals, real quick, just to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. The way I look at the fundamentals, I call them the marketing strategy trilogy. One is your target market and your ideal clients within that market. Okay. You need to know who your target market is. And you not everybody in that target market is going to be an ideal client. You need to identify who the ideal people are for you to work with it within that market. From there, once you understand who those people are and you understand you know, their problems, the results they're looking for, all as it relates to what you do. You, you have this picture in your head of who these people are. Yeah. And you can speak their language. Then you can start to look at creating messaging, marketing messaging that is going to gain their attention and their interest. Okay. Then you have to have a plan of how you're going to get that message in front of those people. Okay. That's the fun. That's the fun. Those yeah. are the fundamentals that laid the foundation for you to build the rest of your house from. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Like a GPS. I mean, if you want, if you want to go to New York, <laughs> you know, if you don't have the GPS, the right GPS, you know, you can't take I ten. You got, you know, I ten is going to take yes. you to California, not I ninety five. And that's perfectly yeah. said. You said it. So, so when when we talk about how to create that that business plan, right? And I, I like how you know having your website is to create to implement. And to manage, what what are your strategies for for when you work with someone? Say, okay, and you're, I know you cover some of it now because you say, okay, we need to see what's your target audience, and then go from there. So, how do you work with that? Yeah. So the process that we use when we work with clients, first and foremost, we need to identify where you're at. Okay. Okay. You can't create a plan. You just touched on GPS, Angel. You can't create a plan to figure out where you need to, what you need to do to get where you want to go until you know where you're starting from. My GPS okay. cannot tell me how to get to the airport until I first tell it where I'm starting where from. I'm starting from. <laughs> so, yeah. so we have to get a baseline of where we're starting from. What do you have in place? What's working? What's not? Then from there, we're going to focus on those fundamentals. We need to make sure that you've got your target market and your messaging to that market dialed in. Otherwise, okay. if we just get tactical, we're going to waste time and we're going to waste money. Money. Yeah. Right. Then yeah. the third thing we do is, is create your plan. What are your priorities going to be for your marketing? Right. We need to outline priorities. When we outline priorities, yeah, all that information overload disappears. That's true. Because we know what our priorities are. We have clarity on what we need to do. When we know, when we have clarity, what happens to our stress levels? It goes down. Of course. Right. And it allows us, it gives us the discipline to be able to say when next week somebody says to me, oh my God, you got to be on TikTok or Clubhouse or whatever <laughs> it is. You can say, you know what? I'm not saying that's not, I'm not saying that's a bad idea, but I, all I'm saying is not now because I have mm. priorities that I need to get done. Yeah. So I can take that, put it on a list, come back to it later. But I can tell you right now, there's nothing going on in marketing that if you wait 90 days, you will have missed the window of opportunity. Okay. Mm. So if that's a, if you're afraid, if you've got FOMO, if fear of missing out, just get that monkey off your back, have the discipline to go. These are my priorities. These are what I'm acting on. And anything else that comes at me, I'm not going to say necessarily no, I'm just saying no right now. 
Okay? Exactly. Yeah. But so we put that plan together. Now, that's the first part of it. Once you once you have a plan, great. But most marketing fails because of poor execution. Yeah. We need to take that plan and we need to implement and execute on it. And then the last thing that we do is we manage it. We have to manage it on an ongoing basis. Okay. And honestly, Angel, this is like a recurring process. It never yeah. stops. Yeah. You just wash, rinse, and repeat. You just keep going through the cycle. Now, the cycle. identifying where you're at once you've done it the first time becomes much easier the second time around. So it's not like we're reinventing the wheel each time. Exactly. So no. some of the some of those initial steps, honestly, you're just glancing at and you're going, yep, we're good. Cool. Moving on. Okay, what updates do we need to make to our plan? Cool. We make the updates to our plan. Now we're going to implement and execute again. And now we're, and then we're going to manage it. So we just keep going round and round and round. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, without inventing the wheel again, it just is following yeah. the same process, the same process. Okay. Yeah. So I know you have here some, let's go ahead and talk about that. Uh, is it the 90 day? Yes. Yep. So we use for our own business and for clients, a 90 day marketing plan. Okay. Okay. Here, there's, there's a few reasons why we do this. One, 90 days is long enough to start seeing some results, start seeing some traction, but it's short enough where we can make course corrections. Ah, I like that. The other thing with 90 days is it keeps things pretty simple. If we try to plan out our marketing for a year, gosh, Angel, there's so many different moving parts our plan ends up becoming more complicated than it needs yeah. to be. And I can't remember where I heard this, but it always stuck with me. Complexity is the enemy of results. Mm, it's like going to be too hard for us to implement and execute. Remember I just said most marketing attempts fail because of poor execution. If we make it too complicated, we don't execute well, and then it doesn't work. Or it doesn't work as well as it should. Yeah. That's I, why I, we use 90 days. Okay. I was going to say, I'm just thinking here, it's like a, a child. If you have a child and you don't attend to the child in its first, you know, term of the baby, you know, you wait till your kid's 18 years old. You're like, wait, I missed this whole thing. <laughs> now you're trying to fix this, right? Like, wait a minute. Uh, I'm, what, what am I going to teach you now? I, I lost too much time. Yeah. That's that right. perfect sense. So we use, so this template that, that people can see, and by the way, I'll give you at the end, I'll, I'll tell you exactly where people can go to get all of the stuff we're talking about here. Okay. Today, is that, I put your website, the realtormarketing.com. Yeah, that's a, yes, that's our website. They can also, if they go to growthmarketingplan.com, growthmarketingplan.com, okay. they can opt in for our 90 day marketing plan kit, which includes what, what we're reviewing right here today. Okay. But there's that at the, that link, there's the template, we're, we're showing right now, there's a tool we call the Marketing Evolution Index Checklist, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. There's some sample marketing plans, so all, and there's video walkthrough of the marketing plan. So everything they need to get started on their initial 90-day marketing plan is all right there. Okay. So here's the deal. This 90-day plan has six steps, Okay. Again, I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible. We do not want to overcomplicate this. Okay. So at the, at the top of this 90-day plan is your target market. And within your target market, I mentioned you need to know who your ideal clients are. Like not everybody, initially when we get into business, we're like, well, do you have money? Do you have a heartbeat? You're breathing. 
cool. I'll work with you. And what we quickly realize is that, man, not everybody is a great fit for us. Mm. There's, there's certain demographics about the people that we work well with. There's certain psychographics about those people, like their thoughts, feelings, aspirations, and they have certain behaviors. They demonstrate certain behaviors. Yeah. We need to understand who those one to three ideal clients are that we intend to work with. Okay. Now, when I talk about this, a lot of people go, well, gosh, if I narrow down, I'm going to miss out. Honestly, the exact opposite ends up happening. But what we're really saying here is these are the only people you are going to direct your marketing efforts towards. You're okay. still going to get other leads. You can still choose whether you want to do business with people. But unless you have an unlimited budget, you need to hone in on the types of people that you intend to attract. Because targeting broadly costs a lot of money. Yeah. And most small to medium-sized businesses do not have unlimited budgets. Oh. They have to target. So in this first step, I just want you to, at a minimum, have a paragraph or two about each of your ideal clients and who they are. Okay. So that when you read this to a referral partner or, or an actual client, right, they, can, they start to identify with it. They're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> or you, you tell a referral partner, hey, my ideal client looks like this. And they go, oh, I know somebody you should talk to. That's what we want to have happen. And we, it's the first step in the plan because everything from your marketing revolves around your ideal clients. Okay. So we want to keep that top of mind. Okay. Now, in your second step here, this is our marketing goal. Okay. What, what is our goal for the next 90 days? This is, this is going to be a specific, measurable, time-bound goal because it's 90 days. Right. So this might just be, uh, you know, I intend to bring on five new clients in the next 90 days or it could be, you know, a lot of people will say, I want my goals to be in the present tense. I have, I brought on five new clients in the last 90 days. Okay. Okay. This goal is what we call an outcome-based goal. That's how it was. It's been described to me and that's how it's always resonated with me. It's an outcome-based right. goal. It's a 90-day goal, so it should be that next step to help you get closer to your one-year goal, right? We yeah. need to have an idea of where we're going. The, the thing that I think is important to keep in mind with an outcome-based goal is there are a lot of things beyond your control that may impact your ability to hit that goal. I, if I had every intention of bringing on five new clients in the next 90 days and the pandemic hit and the wheels came off everything, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, that's beyond my control. So we yeah. need to be realistic about this at the same time right. and understand that we may do everything we can and we may not hit the goal. So it's important to get, it's important to have an outcome-based goal, but I don't want you to get so attached to that it that if you don't hit it, like it just derails you, right? Because that's not okay. serving anyone, is it? Yeah. <clears throat> so this is pretty much like a blueprint, right? The 90 day is your blueprint to yep. see what, okay. Right. And you, as we keep going through these, you'll see there's all the important elements are here. It's kind of like everything you need is here, um, but nothing that you don't need isn't right? Everything yeah. needs here. Everything you don't isn't. It's just the simple parts of it. I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example here. Okay. I own an FJ cruiser, a Toyota FJ cruiser. Okay. okay. There is nothing fancy about an FJ cruiser, yeah. but 
It has everything you need. And, and all of the stuff that you think is going to be really cool in your car that you're going to use that you never end up using is not there. It's not okay. There. So it's simple. That's what this plan is all about. Okay. So the third step is what is our marketing budget and our resources, our staff resources. What this step is doing is letting us understand what we have to work with. Okay. If we don't have a good understanding of what we have to work with, we may not put enough in our plan or we may put yep. too much in our plan. And then we yep. get to the end of it and are like, oh my God, we did, we, we put way too much in the plan, <clears throat> which then just overcomplicates the plan. It gets us yeah. sidetracked. So we need to know what we have to work with. How much money do we have? Do we yeah. have no budget? Do we have $500? Do we have $50,000? And then from a resource standpoint, how much time do I have as the business owner to, to invest in our, my, our marketing efforts? Do I have staff that has the time to invest in it? Not only that, we also need to look at capabilities. What capabilities do those staff members have? Because if Joe or Jenny on my staff has five hours a week, and I say to them, "Hey, I want you to do I want you to do LinkedIn outreach," and they're like, "LinkedIn, linked what?" <laughs> uh, like, well, then that's probably not going to work very well. I need yeah. you need to level up their skills and train them so that they can do it, mm -hmm. or I need to find something else that's more in their wheelhouse. So that's what we're doing okay. in this third step. Okay. In our fourth step, we're looking at our current marketing plan. And when I say this, Angel, I know a lot of people may not have a plan, and that's okay. Exactly. You can, you can still work through this step. And what we do in this step, this is where we're kind of where we're identifying and starting to get that baseline of where we're starting from. Okay. I look at eight main marketing channels. Okay. One is strategy. Strategy is target market and your messaging. Do you have those in place? If you don't, those really should be your priorities in the next step that we're going to talk about. Okay. But that's what I'm talking about with strategy. Okay. Then we've got your website. And all I want you to do here is just write down, like, what have you put in place that is still existing that you still use or what, and, or what are you doing on a regular basis each and every month in these marketing channels? So your website, is it in place? Yeah. Do you, is, is it working for you? You know, do you have a, do you have good messaging on your website? Is it, does it lead people down a very clear path of what you want them to do? Okay. Your content. When we look at content, are you creating videos? Do you have Video. a podcast? Are yeah. you, do you have a blog? You know, what kind of content are you creating regularly? And okay. if you're not, it's okay. Again, I don't want people looking at this going, oh my God, I need to be in every single right. one of these panels. You, you do not. Yeah. Okay. There are plenty of people that have built very successful businesses on like three channels. Okay. Exactly. Now, I think long term, the more channels you're in that are generating leads for your business, the more stable and consistent your business is going to be. But don't feel like you have to be in everything at once. You at do one. not. Yeah. Okay. Then we look at SEO, search engine optimization, which is helping people find your business online. 
Yeah. Have you done anything there? Social media. Are you active on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, TikTok, whatever it may be? Right. What are you doing there? Again, there's no right or wrong here. We just want to get down on paper what we have done and what we mm -hmm. continue to do on a regular basis. Okay. Email marketing. Am I sending out a newsletter each month? Do I have uh, some type of checklist or, or cheat sheet or, or challenge that I'm offering people on my website that is then being fulfilled through my email marketing software? Um, paid ads and PPC, online advertising. So we're talking about Google ads, Facebook ads, retargeting, mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Are you doing any of that? And then the last one is offline marketing. This is a pretty big catch-all, but this could be networking. It could be speaking. It could be referral partners or strategic partnerships. Are you doing direct mail or any kind of print advertising? Okay. Anything like that goes okay. in here, okay? okay? But I'm going to tell you, Angel, these are the eight main marketing channels. Any tactic yeah. is going to fall into one of these categories. Mm-hmm. So that's all we're doing in this fourth step is what am I currently doing with my marketing to give us a baseline? Okay. Now that I know the resources that I have and the budget, and I know where I'm starting from, now I can start to look at what my priorities are in those respective channels for the next 90 days. Okay. This is where I'm putting together my marching orders. What am I going to focus on? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, most people say, well, okay, where should I start? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give your listeners three great places to start. And then there's a tool at growthmarketingplan.com that they will get to help them start to identify some of the others. Okay. okay. But strategy. First and foremost, if your target market and your messaging are not spot on, you got to start there. Okay? okay. Because everything starts there. If you don't, if you, when you understand who your ideal clients are, you can then start to create a list of where they are. What associations do they belong to? What Facebook groups are they in? What blogs do they follow? All of those things. Mm -hmm. When you can create that list, now you have a list of where you can be to get your marketing message out there. Yeah. Super, super important. So if you don't have that strategy element in place, start there. Second, your website. Webs, your website, I don't care if you're 100% referral. People are, everything you do from a marketing standpoint drives people back to your website. If your <clears throat> website is not where it needs to be, Get that in place. Those are the okay. first two places to start, in my opinion. Yeah. From there, then you can start taking more action. And the easiest low-hanging fruit to get quick results with your marketing is to look at what is already working. Okay? If you've been in business for a while, something is already working for you. Look at what's already working mm -hmm. and make sure that you have optimized that process. Can okay. you do more of the steps that you have in that process to get more results? Are there gaps in your process that you need to fill? And if you fill those gaps, you're going to get better results. 
optimize what is already working before you start to jump into other tactics. Because look, I don't care what most people say. Marketing takes time. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And if you think short term, you are inevitably, you're not going to give tactics enough time to see whether they work. You're going to jump from one thing to the next. And it's just, it's not going to work. And you're going to be in this position where you're like, oh my gosh, I've tried everything and nothing's working. (laughs) So think long term, but if you want quick, quick results, look at what's already working and optimize that because that is low hanging fruit. Then you can start to branch out into other other channels and other tactics. Okay. Yeah. Those are the easiest places to start. Okay. From there, one of the tools that I have at the, in that marketing plan kit is called the marketing evolution index checklist. And it looks at the different channels in okay. phases in phase one for my website, what things should I have in place okay. in phase two for my website? What kinds of things should I consider? So it's just a great checklist that you can work through and go, Hey, I know I need to focus on my website. What do I need to focus on? Well, you can start checking boxes off going, yep, got that, got that, got that. Nope. Don't have that. Let me focus on that. Okay. So it doesn't mean that like you may complete phase one and two and three on your website before you start to branch out into other things. That's up to you. It just kind of depends, but it gives people a really strong checklist and ideas for things that they could be doing with their marketing. So it's a really, really helpful tool. Okay. Now, no, it is. And and you, you now I like where you said that this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Marketing takes time. That's, that's key right there. Yep. That's very yeah. key. If, look, if, if people only take away that one concept from this conversation, they will be well served. Yes. Because <laughs> okay. yeah. too many people think short term with their marketing and yeah. it, it's, it's incredibly detrimental to their marketing efforts. So once I've outlined what my priorities are going to be for the next 90 days, the last thing I need to do is look at the metrics. What metrics am I going to track? And a lot of people don't know whether certain things are working in their marketing because they have not outlined the metrics. The metrics are going to arm you with the information you need to determine whether the actions you're taking are working. Exactly. Now, uh, Angel, as a math major, like I said, I can (laughs) dig into the weeds on this stuff. Yeah. We need to keep this simple. Because there are so many marketing metrics that just don't mean anything. Like they're vanity metrics. They Who cares? I don't care how many people you have on your email list. I don't care how many people are following your Facebook page. Yeah. I don't care how many like visitors are coming to your website. If those things are not generating leads yeah. that are turning into customers. Customers, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. Who cares? Yeah. So I'm going to give you your audience three simple metrics as a place to start. We can get more advanced, but let's start here and then we can branch out. So the first metric is leads. How many leads am I generating each month? Okay. You need to identify and determine for your business, like what is a lead? When somebody passes this threshold, threshold, they become a lead. Okay. Okay. So for example, for my business, if somebody signs up for our email list, that is not a lead. If somebody raises their hand and says, yes, I would like a free consultation, that is the threshold they need to meet to become a lead. 
Okay. Okay. So discovery of free, free consult, discovery call, strategy session, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I've raised my hand. That person now becomes a lead for my business. What that means for you, your business may be something totally different, but you need to define it clearly so that you can understand how many leads you're generating each month. Okay. The second metric I want people to track is lead source. Those leads that come in each month, where are they coming from? If we can identify where they are coming from, that is going to arm us with the information to tell us what we're actually doing is working. What's working? Like last month, I generated five leads. All five came from referrals. Mm. Okay. Referrals are working for my business. Yeah. Um, now, now that goes back to what I touched on before. Referrals are working. And as I start to, if I'm getting like three months worth of data and it's like, oh my God, 75% of our leads come from referral. What's our referral process? Do we have a referral process? Oh my God, we don't even have a referral process and we're generating 75% of our leads from referrals. Wow. Let's put a process in place and start kicking that up a notch, right? Okay. So lead source tells you what's working, what's not. Okay. This can be as simple as just asking. So, like when people reach out to you, it's like, great. Well, how'd you hear about us? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, some people are not going to remember. And if they don't, okay, you know, this is not foolproof. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. Like, you know how many people get leads and they don't even ask where the hell they heard about them? I, I, oh, my God. I, <laughs> so, I, even on my podcast, I, I get an email from you. I'm like, hey, Tim, by the way, I think I asked you, where did you hear from? Oh, Pop Match. <laughs> okay. So that's where I went. Okay. So Pop Match is working. Let me exactly. go for more. Let me go follow up on Pop Match because that happened to me. The Pop Match, I, didn't pay attention to it. And then I, I was like, you know, going on, you know, Facebook, you know, other people, Hey, would you like to be? And then next thing you know, I'm getting messages. I'm like, wait a minute. We're all oh, pod match. Okay. Let's go. When I started focusing on pod match, guess what? My agenda got more. Click, yep. Right. So we know how many leads we're generating. We know where they're coming from. Then we need to track conversions. How many of the leads are converting to customers? When we track that over time, that now tells us how many leads we need to get a new customer. That's super powerful. Yes, it is. So if you just started with those three metrics, you'd be in far better shape than a lot of businesses. From there, if you want to start getting more advanced, you can, but start with those three. Now, I'll touch on a few other metrics that I think long-term are really important. Okay. One is lifetime value of a customer. M many of us, the initial sale is not the all the business we're going to do. It's not a one and done deal. Yeah, They're going to continue to do business with us. Or maybe they buy from us once a year or twice a year. Or maybe it's monthly. Maybe it's a recurring thing. Right. We need to understand how long they do business with us and how much they buy. The reason that's important is the value of a customer, if we just look at the first sale, we may be completely underestimating the value of a client. And the value of a client has a huge impact on how much we can spend to acquire a customer. Okay. Because the next metric I want to look at is the cost to acquire a customer. How much is it costing us to acquire a customer through our marketing efforts? Now, you can certainly look at cost to acquire a customer by marketing channel, 
right? We're starting to mm-hmm. dig a little bit deeper here. We could easily get into the weeds. So I don't want to go too far down that hole right now. But when we know how much, how much, how valuable a customer is to us over their lifetime, and we, if we're, we start tracking how much it's costing us to acquire those customers, now we start to know whether our marketing efforts are, are profitable. Okay. And if they're not, we need to do something about it. Right. Because your marketing mm-hmm. should be proper. Your cost to acquire a customer should be far less than, than the <laughs> lifetime value, the lifetime profit that yeah. you gain from that customer. Exactly. Okay. So I just went through the main three. I gave you guys, your audience, two additional metrics they can start to look at. Okay. There's five to, that you can, man, once you get those dialed in, then you can start going down other paths. But in my opinion, until you've gone You've got those five dialed in. I think yeah. you're wasting time and effort on metrics that aren't going to really tell you a whole lot until you have those first five in place. That's true. Yeah. You have to, so, you have to learn how to crawl before you walk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and once you start getting these things in place, well, then you can, man, you can start to run and sprint and you'll exactly. be climbing the mountain super fast. But we have to start somewhere. Rome was not built in a day. Exactly. <laughs> Those are the six steps in this 90-day marketing plan. And you just, yeah. you wash, rinse, and repeat every 90 days. If people, most people did this at the end of a year. I think oh they would look God. back and go, oh my God, we have accomplished yeah. so much more with our marketing in the last year than we ever have. They just buy into the process. And yeah, I mean, just, I'm, I'm blown away what you're saying, it. Tim, because you made it so, you, you perfect. I mean, it's perfect. What you're saying is made so much sense compared to marketing. Because you think about marketing, especially me, you know, I think about marketing, it's like, I, where the heck do I start? But the what you just did now with that visual, that's why I like the visual and the way you explained it, because it's it's right on the tip. You nailed it. Yeah. You know, you touched on something early on that I think is easy for a lot of people to miss. You said something to the effect of like, the no plan is perfect. Oh and yeah. The, the marketing the, plan. Yeah. The plan that you start with is not the plan that you're going to end with. That's going to get <laughs> you to where you want to go. Yeah. And no, you're, you were spot on when you said that angel, no plan is perfect. Yeah. We have to just put a plan in place. Yep. and take action it's from the it's the action where we start to really learn and when we learn we can then go what's working what's not and make those small course corrections marketing is about testing man it is like even people like me that are in marketing every day we are not perfect <laughs> we are gonna make recommendations based on what we know of has worked in the past okay yeah. but there are nuances there are differences in every business, in every market, in specific ideal client types, there's differences, right? So mm-hmm. I could be working with an accountant that focuses on veterinary clinics and what's working for them may be totally different than an accountant who's working with whatever, dentist, yeah. I don't care, whatever your target, whatever your, whoever your ideal clients are, yeah. it's different. So we can make recommendations, but we need to get out and test those things and learn from it and make those course corrections. It's the incremental course corrections and little improvements that lead to exponential growth and change. So if you have the monkey on your back that, oh my gosh, my plan, it's not perfect. Get it off. No plan is perfect. Put the plan together, take action, 
and learn from it and wash, rinse, repeat. Yep. And if you need someone to help you, look up Tim Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, you made it so there's this website right there. I mean, because I always say if if you're struggling, right, as an entrepreneur, we are we all do. All entrepreneurs at the beginning, it's not easy. Like you say, it's, it, it's nobody's perfect. There's no perfect entrepreneur. Everyone, even the greatest Shark Tank, the Damon John, mm-hmm. Kevin O'Reilly, you know, all of them, they had, you know, their process. They didn't know what to do. And they didn't even have. For example, using them now, now that I mentioned it, they didn't even have all the social medias that a lot of millennials have today. You know, they have so yep. much platforms. You know, even you and I, you know, we, we, you know, I was raised in the '80s and '90s, and I didn't, we didn't have all these things now. But now we have even people like yourself. We have websites. I consider yourself to be a, a maybe not a professional, but at least someone who has knowledge in this field of marketing. If if I want to do marketing, I need to connect with someone like you. you know, if, if I'm someone that's saying, okay, wait a minute, I'm, I'm listening to this podcast right now. Okay, let me look up this website. Let me see who Tim Fitzpatrick is, what he does, because you have that knowledge. And my suggestion is if someone's listening to this now or they're watching this pre-recorded or whatever live, you know, the whole point of this podcast is to bring this kind of uh, tools, right, to the people that need help in this area. So I'm hoping that even if it's one person that watches this and, and hears it, whatever, and it says, I could use this information, then, hey, perfect. And then that brings a lead to you and your business. Hey, I think uh, I, I made something happen today. <laughs> sort of yes. Day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just so, yeah, get man, started. I, I appreciate it. Before we leave, uh, speaking of, of, you know, other stuff and podcasts and whatnot, because you nailed it on that. Now, you do have the Rialto Marketing Podcast. Talk to me a little bit about your podcast so that people – Good. I'm going to have the link below so everyone can follow you and subscribe to your channel as well. Cool, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, man, we, uh, when the pandemic started, uh, we had been doing a lot of blog content. Um, mm-hmm. but when the pandemic started prior to, I had been doing a lot of in-person speaking and I couldn't okay. do that. And so I started yeah. to do, I'm honestly, I'm doing exactly what you're doing, man. I, I yeah. started, I use Streamyard. Streamyard, oh, man, it's so awesome. Yes. Um, I shoot live video and then we repurpose that live video into all kinds of other content. One of those pieces okay. of content being our podcast, the Rialto marketing podcast. And if people go to our website, which you had up before, which is Rialto marketing.com. Yeah. R I A L T O marketing.com. Um, and they click on resources. They'll see the link for our podcast, all our social channels. I see um, that. You know, and like I said, if they want to get our 90 day marketing plan kit, they can go to growthmarketingplan.com and okay. uh, just put your name and email address in there. You will go on our email list. If you don't want to stay on the list, just when you get the, once you opt once in, you're going to go right to the page with all the resources. If you want to opt out, okay. opt out, you're not going to hurt my feelings, but exactly. if you stay, if you stay on, um, you're yeah. going to get all kinds of great marketing resources, workshops each and every week to just help you grow your business and get it to where you want to be. That's awesome, Tim, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I see here that for a free consultation, they could click on it and get the information there and whatnot, correct? Yep. Okay, perfect, man. Well, Tim, listen, man, you gave more than I even expected to give because you <laughs> nailed it, man. I appreciate it, man, for real. You, you really uh, have the knowledge that you have. And, of course, you know, experience and whatnot helps out, too. So, um thank you again man i i hope that maybe maybe sometime in the future uh we'll definitely keep i got all your information we'll keep in touch and maybe we'll have uh 
uh another future podcast and whatnot because you, you really cool. nailed it man i really appreciate it i know you added a lot of value to uh, my audience and anyone who's ever uh struggled with marketing then look up tim uh there's his website there i'm gonna have all the links on the youtube and on facebook and whatnot and all the social media do you have any other social medias or facebook and instagram and all them yeah, they're on our website. Uh, on the down website, the I saw that. Um, okay. If you want to connect with me personally, the best place is LinkedIn. Um, I saw I'm also that. on okay. Instagram, but uh, on LinkedIn, I'm at LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash Tim P as in Paul Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Okay. Perfect. All right, Tim, man. Well, thank you so much, man. I'll let you go because I know you have a busy schedule. Now you've been. It's been a busy Monday. It's the end of the month, man. I wish you the best. I wish you a lot of success, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, Angels. Happy to be here. All right, man, Tim. You take care. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, guys. So there you have it, man. Tim Fitzpatrick. Look him up. He has a wonderful website, the Rialto Market. I'm going to have all his information on there. So you guys go ahead and follow him. Uh, reach out to him. Uh, he, he can help you. This guy has... Like I said, he had that that plan, that blueprint, as you see in there, that 90 days. And listen, marketing is not easy. But when you have someone who already been down that path and you know where, they go, where they've been and where they're going and what, they can help you get there as well. You just need to find out exactly like what he said. You need to find out what your target is, where your starting point is, and then go from there. So listen, guys, if you ever need help, look them up. Look up people just like him that know what they're doing and they're in this business for a reason because they've, they've been down that path already and they've done the mistakes for us already, but they can help you avoid all those headaches. All right, guys. So listen, I'm going to leave you uh, with my one of my favorite verses. Uh, today is uh, February 28th, and this was actually uh, on today's uh, uh, Bible verse. So on 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, for the, spirit of, for the spirit that God has given us, does not make us timid. Instead, his spirit fills us with power, love, and self-control. All right, guys. So there you have it. Thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Go ahead and follow all the content on YouTube and whatnot, and we'll be seeing you on the next episode of the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. Thank you. Be blessed and have a good day. Thank you. Thank you.